Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. Uh, and wel- welcome back this week. Where I want to just talk about this a little bit before I start introducing everybody. Uh, I, want, I want you guys to go online and check out Revolver Broadcasting and all the things that we have to offer. Now, um, we've got some wonderful programming coming up. Um, <laughs> oh, program. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we got some good shows. <laughs> yeah, we got some good shows. We got some good shows. And uh, this one in particular, now, if you haven't already watched this before, uh, we do exactly what the title says. We have the faith portion, the family portion, and best of all, the politics portion. Uh, <laughs> or in reverse, however you want to look at it, whatever whatever part you like. Uh, but you can gather the family around. It's no higher than PG rating at any given time. So have fun watching that with us. A comment, share, share, share. And then uh, we also have uh, next to me here, I'll go ahead and introduce him, the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Thank you. You got to go over to that show, like it, comment, and share, share, share. Don't watch it with your kids, though. <laughs> uh, we launched another show this week, uh, Rodriguez Rants, with our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. And uh, this, this coming week, we'll be, uh, we'll be taping uh, yet a fourth show. So we're bringing on a lot of good shows programming, however you want to look at it. <laughs> and uh, be sure to check us out and share, share, share when you see those. Uh, the, the, the Facebook page will be launching here soon, and we're, we're looking to bring you lots of good things for, the, for either the family to gather around and or just have fun. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is very adult. <laughs> Bringing the message this week, we have Mr. Richard Greenfield. Hello. Um. I hear you have a, a title for us this week. I do. It's Bible, Biblical Interpretation, What It Is and What It Isn't. All right. You want to lead us into prayer so we can... Sure. Uh... Lord Jesus, I ask that you be with us and that you, uh, your spirit totally invade this program and that uh, people can feel that um, literally all over our town, all over our, our state and world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Absolutely. Oh, you want me to go now? Sir. Oh, okay. Take us off. Okay, guys, I, this is going to be a little fun. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is, as you look at different faiths and denominations and, and whatnot, that sometimes when we read the Bible, um, it gets a little confusing. And sometimes you think it's saying something, and it may not be saying that. Um, so, for example, let's have a little fun with it. So, did you guys know that baseball is mentioned in the Bible? Not at all. Well, in the big inning... Uh. <laughs> and of course, Eve stole nope. first. Adam stole second. Cain struck out Abel. I'm going so, home. So, <laughs> so who's the greatest male financier in the Bible? No, it was Noah. See, while others were liquidating their asset, he was floating a stock. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then nice. the greatest female financier would be Pharaoh's daughter. She went down to the bank of the Nile and drew out a little profit. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so who's the greatest comedian in the Bible? Well, Samson, he brought down the whole house. <laughs> See, Alan gets that joke now because my dad told that message uh, just a few weeks back. So I, I'm, I'm not making fun of the Bible. I'm just letting, letting you guys know that sometimes when you read something, it does it may sound in English like it's saying something that it never really intended to do. So let's talk about you know where the language of the Bible came from. I mean, in, of course, we've got Hebrew. That's in the first um, Old Testament. And by the way, um, did you know that only men should ever make coffee? 
Because yeah. Hebrews. Hebrews. Hebrews, yeah. Hebrews. So see, you can make the Bible say anything. <laughs> Alan want. is in pain right now. <laughs> I didn't know, and I was afraid I was going to actually look at you. and I actually was thinking, was it tea or coffee? And then you said that, and I was like, man, I'm so happy I didn't set that That's up. Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews. I, want, I, want, I, don't want, I want any ownership of any part of that. <laughs> so let me read a verse that's often misunderstood. This comes from um, Ephesians chapter 5. And um, it says right here in uh, verse 23, For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. What's that mean? What does that mean? It means this is a very uncomfortable room right now with all oh, <laughs> their wives in here. In a, yeah. in a world of political correctness, right? Well... well my, uh, my wife is producing this week. And there's some so. ladies off camera that are giving me the glare right now. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know, where's this going to go? Uh, I believe I know the proper interpretation, but I want to I hear the... Okay, I okay. want to hear it. All right, all right. So here's, here's... First off, you never take a verse out of context. Because right above this, verse 21, it says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Well, if we're to submit to one another, if husbands are supposed to submit to their wives and wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, then what in the world does this next verse mean? It says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church, as the church submits to Christ. So wives should submit to your husbands in everything. But we don't stop there. Keep on reading. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she, sh she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church, and we are, are members of his body. So as the scriptures say, a man leaves his fa father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is the great mystery, but it, but it is an il illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So here's what this is really saying. Okay, head. The word head is an English translation. Okay, when, when Christ originally spoke, he spoke in Arabic. So now you got to translate Arabic into Koine Greek. Right. And then the uh, passage here is Ephesians. So this is Paul writing. So he's probably talking in Koine Greek. And we got to switch it. Sometimes it was switched into Latin in some of the earlier Bibles. And then from Latin into English. And there a lot can get lost in translation. Is that true? Can a lot get lost in translation? Okay, so so what this really means, head. Have you ever heard what's at the way up in Wisconsin, there's a big river, right, that divides our continent. What's it called? The Mississippi? So what is up in Wisconsin? The head waters? Okay. When I show houses and, and I'm looking at houses, I see a big pipe coming out of the ground. That's called the well head. So in other words, in this case, the word head means the beginning of or source of supply. So let's read it that way. So, um, for husbands love your wives. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Um, let me go back up here to verse 23. For a husband is the beginning of or source of supply for his wife. 
as Christ is the beginning of or source of supply of the church. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I don't care how you look at it. I don't care what your political connection is or whatever you believe, but there is an X chromosome and a Y chromosome, and there are these creatures that make babies, yeah. and they need to be supplied, and they need to feel secure in, that, in, the, in, in their provision. So the husbands go out and supply the wife. He's the head of the wife, the beginning of a source of supply, not only for physical needs, but emotional needs and the, and, and the rest. Just as Christ is the beginning of or source of supply for the church or for the man. So I saw a movie that was absolutely incredible. I really suggest you all download it. It's on a, on a streaming app called Tubi, T-U-B-I. And oh, yeah. the name of the movie is Mully, M-U-L-L-Y. And they decided they were going to take care of orphan children. And they ran out of food. They ran out of money, ran out of food. And the wife says, what are we going to do? He goes, what are you asking me for? It's, it, pray to God. He's the one that needs to supply it. And they prayed together as a husband and wife. And lo and behold, there was a big knock at the gate. And there was a whole truckload full of food that was delivered. It was their first donation to their ministry. Hmm. And so, so we look to Christ. We men look to Christ to supply our needs as we supply the needs of our family. Does that make sense? So, so many times we can look at the Bible and we can misinterpret something and look at the wife and pound our chest and say, I am the head of you. Obey me. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the, you're the head of me. Go out there and supply my need, dude. <laughs> it usually doesn't go over so well. <laughs> right, right. So, so sometimes we look at the Bible and we misinterpret it because it's been translated. There's words that are used that have two different meanings. The word head has two different meanings. It can mean leadership, but in this case, it doesn't mean leadership. It means beginning of or source of supply. So I told those corny jokes up front to show you a silly, stupid illustration about how you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say, like baseball in the Bible, but... But that illustrates a far greater point that we have to be careful about how we interpret things and take things out of context. So read the entire context and also see if that might mean something else that you're not really seeing. And that's how that's, we hold each other accountable that way. We say, I come up to Josh, hey, Josh, I see this in the Bible. What do you think that means? You know, and we, we work it out together. Make yeah. sense? So there, yes, there, there we go. That's it. That's all I got to say on that. I guess I'm done early. You got any questions? Wow, that was that was probably the fastest message we've had. On. That was the <laughs> fastest but message. Is, is it not deep? <laughs> it, it is. It is. It was. Think, it was. Think about it. So, is there anything that you, you, and this this comes from personal experience, by the way? Okay, I thought that verse meant the other thing, you know, that I was supposed to be the leader of the wife, but it didn't oh, yeah. set with me well because it doesn't make sense when it says, when it says. Um, Submit one to another. How do you submit one to another if you're supposed to be the leader? How does that work? Well, because it doesn't mean that. It means I'm the beginning of a source of supply as we submit one to another. So the, the buck stops here, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the buck stops where, though? It stops with Christ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. And it flows through. Exactly. So have you guys seen a verse that doesn't make any sense? See them all the time. <laughs> We'd have to look to Josh for that. <laughs> so, does that catch you by surprise? Is what do you think? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on it? 
I see wheels spinning. I just don't see words coming out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the gears have to be connected to other gears to actually function. Yeah. <laughs> right now, they're just individual gears free spinning. I'm still what, downloading coffee into my system here. So I love what Mr. Bain used to say all the time. He had a big sign on his on the coach's door. It says, engage your brain before putting your mouth in gear. <laughs> <laughs> Those are wise words. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because once they go out there on the ether, they don't come back. <laughs> That's really true. Yeah, um, actually, uh, in the uh, men's group that we get together with uh, Sterling on a regular basis, sure. Um, normally on Tuesday nights, uh, we we do a lot of that where we break down the Bible together and and try to figure out exactly what's being said and what's happening there and and pull the entire section of content so that we can then pull context out of it and and make sense of each little individual mm-hmm. piece because you, you don't get those uh, those interpretate proper interpretations without knowing everything that's happening, and uh, it it really helps to have uh, the theological understanding like what was happening during that time, uh, how the culture was, um, and what what the the original interpretation may have been, as opposed to what we see it in the English language now. Absolutely, like you said, things get lost and wor- and words, uh, particularly in the English language now, because it's been so morphed in our modern society that it actually loses um, the, 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 the bigger, better meaning and, and gets, then gets lost in more translation. And, uh, Absolutely. And there's also the, the, the dead languages that are out there too. So let's say I'm going to write you a letter, Josh. Okay. And so here's another illustration. I'm, I would love that. And you said, you say, how did it go last weekend? Okay, so you asked me that. So I'm going to write a response to you in the letter. Well, it was really great. We had a picnic, and we um, ate hush puppies and corn dogs, and then we uh, just sat around shooting the bull. And I write that in a letter. I send it to you. You put it in a pile. It gets buried for 4,000 years. Ooh. Somebody digs it up, <laughs> and this English language thing is a dead language. Nobody really knows. Nobody speaks English anymore. They speak an entirely different language. But there's this scholar, and he <laughs> picks it up, and he goes, oh, well, let me tell you what this means. Okay. They ate dogs made out of corn. And <laughs> then they did the brutish thing of eating immature little puppies. And they would cover their mouths over to keep them hushed, and they called those hushed puppies, and they ate them. That was really gross. Then, just to pass the time, they would sit around, and the bulls would run by, and they would shoot them. <laughs> and for this interpretation, the scholar would win all kinds of awards and all kinds of trophies and all kinds of other things, and they say, you're just an expert on the ancient English language. This, is tens- this can happen in the Bible, too. Oh, certainly. And then oh, they yeah. go use the three seashells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <we saw> you <laughs> got to gotta update everybody. It was Dem- yeah. Demolition Man, right? Yeah, Demolition Man. It's a good, yeah. good, good film. Yep. Uh, not for the kids, but for the, for the parents for sure. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we have to be careful when we read the Bible. And if we think it means something, we probably want to ask somebody. Ask your pastor, ask somebody else, ask you know, whoever leads your small group, whatever, or just your buddy, say, hey, I see this in the Bible. What do you think that means? There's another one that people often misunderstand, and it's like um, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's nothing left for you. You're condemned. So is there any unforgivable sin? 
Well, people say blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, what does that really mean? Any thoughts? There's a problem for you. It is a, it is a big problem. I think, well, to go back, to, to finish up what I was saying before, like about the, the, the loss in translation thing, uh, um, words, we talk about this a lot on this show, words have weight. Yes. So like, um, if you watch back in our earlier episodes, if you haven't already binge watch, um, <laughs> cause you'll, you'll see, you'll see all these little references that we go back to a lot, uh, quite a bit from time to time, but yeah, cause we expect, uh, we expect all of you to watch every week. So yeah, there's right. that. And especially binge watch on a weekend, on a holiday weekend. Right. What right. else are you doing? Gas is too expensive to go anywhere. So, right. um, <laughs> but we talk about words having weight and, and, um, words like, uh, I think we we're three episodes in, and, and the word hate got used. And I said, "Well, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, let's let's dissect that particular word for a second because that one's a real strong one. Because we use hate s- liberally, <laughs> so we switch to loathe everything. We just loathe it. Loathe. So strongly dislike. Um, hate is re- reserved for the devil and pedophiles. I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anything else uh, I think can can be a strongly disliked thing. Um, uh, but that's that's the those types of things that can get lost in translation. But as far as blaspheming in the Holy Spirit, I mean, uh, let's think about the word blaspheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that word mean? Well, in current translation, that would be uh, um, causing it to go into, um, uh, what's my best word for this? Uh, cursing it, mm-hmm. right? Cursing it. Um, words that we don't use on this program. I was waiting for Alan to wince when I said program. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just looked over at you. Like, he did it. <laughs> Look of judgment. He went ahead and slipped program in there. So, yeah, you're cursing it. And then the Holy Spirit, uh, well, that's part of the Godhead, the Trinity is uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So exactly. if, you're, if you're cursing the Holy Spirit, you're essentially you're cursing God, uh, part of the Godhead. Well, right? here's, here's, here's the essence of it. There are three witnesses. Okay, there's the Old Testament, okay, yeah. which is... You know, the law. The law was given. Okay. So the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there's the Father in the form of the law. Okay. Then we have the Son, and we have his ministry and what he did. Okay. Then we have the coming of the Holy Spirit. Is there a fourth part of the Godhead? Not that I know of. Uh, Me either. Me either. So once you go through all three, there's nothing left. Yeah. That's why it's the unforgivable sin, because you've cursed all three levels. There's nothing else left for you. Now, can you change your mind and, and repent? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you don't blaspheme against Fauci, because then you blaspheme against science. <gasps> what? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but we have science in this room right now. Professor Rodriguez. Mm, um, if you go back to yes. episode 12 of, of Laughing Libertarian, I suggest you wow, do if you haven't you watched it already. the number. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite episode, man. Are you in it? Because you're <laughs> well, in it. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that the truth comes out. The aside, truth shall set you free. Aside from me being in it, which 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 was fun, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, but the opening, we had Professor Rodriguez, and he explains about there only being two genders. Mm-hmm. He breaks it down for you, and he explains how he is science, and he will return. We'll we'll find another purpose for him many many times. I'm sure to help. That was the most educational part of any show I've made. Yeah. <laughs> I was proud of that. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Rodriguez. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
man. Uh, Things to think about, right? Right. Well, I think the only the only other uh, uh, portion to the Godhead, what if we were going for a fourth portion of the Godhead, it depends on who you ask, too, because you have a... I'm not sure if you would have asked the uh, the Beatles in their young life, they would have thought that they were the fourth part. <laughs> now, they didn't really say that. What no, they said well, was... <laughs> well, you don't have to go to bat for them. They're... I'm not going to bat. I'm just saying what they said. <laughs> yeah. That, but it... Uh, it, it was a it was a big statement at the time. It was it was really controversial, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think was it. I think they said uh, we're bigger than Jesus. I think is what they Mm-mm. or as uh, popular as popular as yeah. yeah. So it's, um, but it, you know, for the time that would have been, uh, I guess that wa- or was, extremely controversial to oh, even absolutely. to even make that claim. Hey, it was the sixties. What yeah. can you say? There There's a lot that happened in sixty seven and sixty eight. Yeah. But it's not even close to some of the things that get said nowadays, I'll tell you that. No, not even close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we seem to have lost our clock. We there, did. Uh, did it? Uh, <laughs> well, that one down she's, there. She's getting the hang of uh, producing. We, uh, we, norm- we, we normally do have Sterling, but uh, this week he's, he's out. I'm, I'm not for sure what's going on with him this week, but um, certainly keep him on our prayers. And um. I think we're I think we're close enough to the, the family portion unless you got some more to bring. Well, that's it. That's it. Just um, some some things to think about. You know, it's it's like be, be careful how you standing on something that you believe the Bible says. You know, and less, could I bring something up? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. When they say the Father, name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Uh huh. Is that one or two? How many fingers do you have on your one hand? I got plenty. But <laughs> They said two, because you got God, you got the Son, which is Uh Jesus, and then you got the Holy Spirit. The Trinity, yeah. A lot of people say it's one person when you say that. But what do you say? I have one hand and four fingers, or I may have only three fingers. So just like I can show you my three fingers right here, those are fingers. They have separate identities, but right here it's one hand. So... It's the aspect. It's the facet. It's like looking at a diamond. You see different facets of it. Different colors come out in that diamond, but it's one diamond. So, so you have the aspect of God that is the Father. Okay, you have the aspect of God that's the Son, and the aspect of, of God that is the Holy Spirit. Which the Holy Spirit is interesting. That it's interesting that the great mystery of the Bible is Satan thought. He was getting rid of Jesus when he put him on the cross. The problem is he came back as the Holy Spirit, so now you don't have one Jesus. You have millions and millions of Jesus. And when we ask him to enter our heart, that's the Holy Spirit coming in. So did I make it any more confusing, or did I cloud you even more? (laughs) I think a little more confusing. Yeah. Is he going to follow up questions that maybe help? Maybe he can clarify it a little better? Well, I see it. As two people, the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit could be, okay, part of God. Yeah. Jesus is part of God because that's his son. Yeah. But it's still two people. So how could it be one? But, but he also said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, still confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days we'll get to the we'll get to the bottom of that. He's asked that question to a lot of our our uh, yeah. resident ministers that's come on here. Okay, and um, 
we're still digging, but I think we're gonna we're gonna get you an answer, Louis. We're gonna get you an answer that you're happy with. All right. Uh, it, it's it's put put a few of our ministers on their heels. So we'll maybe the next episode will be the Trinity. We'll talk about the Trinity. Yeah, it's gonna be the day yeah. I bring the message, Louis. I'll hey, be waiting for that. I'm waiting for it, brother. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I keep telling Alan it's gonna happen. He's gonna accept the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. You've been trying. Or otherwise, I'm going to be on that mic, and the, we're going to have flickering lights and all kinds of things going on. Yeah. You're going to sit over here then? No, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Well, yeah, lightning will strike. The, yeah, until the day. Not down here. Uh, we, did have an ex, uh, we did have an experience down here when we, we, we said the name Katanji Jackson Brown. Um, the last time <laughs> the lights flickered down, I, I, I winced because the, the, the lights did flicker down here and we had no idea what happened, but it was, it was really weird because I had just said the name and all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> that was Laura over there on the switch on the breaker box. On the breaker <laughs> she, I mean, box. she might have, she might have gotten us over there on the breaker box. Um, uh, does that happen to be a USB-C charger per chance? Cause it I, does. I, I'm, I'm down to 1% on my, my tablet. And I know that when we, once we move into the, uh, Family potion. Plug it in on over here, but um, as we get into the when we get into the politics portion here later on, uh, I want to be able to be charged up. That's a Type C. Yeah, work. I appreciate it. It was yours anyway. Ah. <laughs> I didn't know if I had left it over there or not. You did. <laughs> See how forgetful we can get. Um, I think moving to put family portion. Since we talked about Bible interpretation, I would think we'd like to talk about uh, um, missed interpretations in life. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, instances where we've we've thought things were were one way, we've, we've talked we've done this ki- kind of a this kind of a concept before. We think things are one way, but they ended up being another. Um, but just a completely missed interpretation of what was actually happening. Um, you like a conspiracy theory? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe going down that rabbit hole. Uh, how, however, you interpret it. How's, how's that? So however, you interpret a mis uh, missed interpretation story. Um, misinformation would be a good, good way of looking at it. Um, there was a, there was a particular thing that lasted in the government only 21 days. Like a magician <laughs> that shows you something and you see it and you know it's well, a fact. And you can say whatever you want to about it because it can't correct you now. <laughs> the, uh, I can't remember her name. Do you remember her name perchance? Uh, no. And I don't have enough battery life on this. And now it's it. irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very now it's relevant. There, there was a young lady that they they basically they were setting her up to be. Um, um, you you read nineteen eighty four. Did you say mm-hmm. did you say they were George grooming Orwell? her? Uh-huh. Did you say they were grooming her? <laughs> George Orwell. Yeah, <laughs> that's not far off from the truth. I'm, I'm sure. Um, that's probably how she got the job. But um, <laughs> uh, certainly, so they they were setting her up basically to run what what was essentially the Ministry of Truth. Okay. Right. So uh, I, I don't remember what they actually were. Something Department of Misinformation is that about yeah. right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean basically like they, propaganda. Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean they were basically taking all of the rules from all of the social media, all, all of social media, how they can block this, block that, and everything else. And they were just you know spreading it to the government. Let's bring it from yeah. the top down. Gotcha. It's like this doesn't sound at, at all like 1984, or or at all like Nazi Germany with their. <laughs> well, I mean, there's. I, I don't know what we're doing in politics. I don't really want to dig too far into politics there, but yeah, we can bring that up here in a minute. Certainly. So, so are you saying mean. like like for example, in in the 1960s there was an auto race that was done over in Europe. Yeah. And the sounds so official. The Russian newspaper the next race. day after the race was over had huge headlines. 
Russia comes in second place in world race. The, the United States comes in second to last. There are only two participants. <laughs> Do you get it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you come in second to last, that means you were first place. <laughs> right, right, exactly. If you, if you come, if you come in second place, you came in second place. So but it was a world race. You know, it was just, a world race, just like we have a world series, but we don't invite other people. But what's it sound like? What's it sound like to a Russian? You know, hey, the hey. Russians came in second place. United States second to last. I could say, well, speaking of sports and, and being misinterpreting here lately, so I heard that last year, uh, and I'm understanding that last year, if I were to have watched the NBA finals, um. Uh, or if I were to not have watched the NBA Finals, which I didn't, mm-hmm. that I would be considered a racist for not watching them. I don't know why that was, but I was told that by CNN and a few other MSNBC. I think it's because the teams um, are mostly owned by Jewish people. Maybe so. That's what? what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm four percent Jewish, by the way. So um, <laughs> I think I'd have been. I think I'm. I think I'm safe. I'm an adopted Jew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, well, and Louis into the family, so he's he's set too. <laughs> Um, Abba. <laughs> Did you just call me Abba? <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but I was told this year, if if I do watch, now I'm racist this year if I do watch the NBA Finals. Um, now, the reasoning this year, if I do watch, is because um, the chains of slavery still exist, apparently, and they exist within the confines of millionaires running a ball up and down a court and having fun while they do their job. Yeah, because sports are a, a, a modern day construct of slavery. Because that's that's the whole idea. Like, you know, they used to have slave auctions. Well, that's what the draft is. The draft is you you get the biggest and strongest slaves and you put them in front of a bunch of wealthy white people. I'm saying white because the the you know that's like a broad said, term. Uh, well. <laughs> No, the women aren't there. Um, <laughs> Good one. I had to turn around to make sure nothing was flying at me. Um, <laughs> no shoes. No shoes. Because are there's this women way. off camera, just so you all know. So, anyway, so we're you know we're talking about Jewish owners. That's why I always think it's so funny because they, whenever you're successful in this country, uh, and Jewish people, white people, Asian people, they all become white as soon as they're successful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's just how it is. That's what they told Ben Shapiro too, and he's wearing his yarmulke on his show. So. So if you look at the numbers, but. Are we back on politics now? Okay, what are on you doing? I'm sorry. What are you doing? Are we on family? Or <laughs> He's where are we mixing at? it up. Uh, I'm, I'm mixing it up a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs> I've apologized twice. I think I'm good. I think we're thirty. 30 <laughs> I think we're about thirty seconds into family, aren't we? Should I go ahead and finish it? At what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, well, hey, I just want to like maybe we should stop this and pick it back up later. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah, they they say it's you know getting your your biggest and strongest slaves out there in this new modern slavery construct. And picking amongst them to give them millions of dollars to do the thing they love to do. Um, but it's just not, it's not right. And then you hold them in contracts and you, you have owners of teams, you know, and you can trade amongst owners as much as you want. That's where they're getting this. That's where a lot of athletes are getting this idea. So it sounds like they're getting caught up in language. Maybe. So, so am I a slave? We wouldn't tell you. Because people contract with me to help them find a house or sell a house. I have to do the work once they do that. You so like the did, genie. So do like they, the genie. Did they, did they buy me? It's got phenomenal cosmic power. Did they buy me? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Your time is bought so already. I signed off my life when I signed the listing agreement. Uh-oh. It's true. Wow. 
or the buyer agreement. Wow. Say that's that's why you're like the genie. Yeah. You're stuck in the lamp, and someone's carrying that lamp around right now. Oh my goodness! Isn't that horrible? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, family. <laughs> family. Um. So stories of misinterpretation. Uh, um. I think I'd have to go uh, back to my childhood for for me. I guess I'll kick it off this week. I guess I'm already doing it. Go strong. <laughs> uh, go back to my childhood for that. Um, now, I, with me if you will. Right. Uh, I remember my my grandmother uh, telling me that I needed to uh, sit and be good in church. Sit and be good in church. Well, when I was with mom, sit and be good meant play with my Hot Wheels at my leisure. Oh. Yeah, or, or He-Man. Yeah. I remember He-Man. Yeah, I had the He-Man figurines. And uh, so I thought that that's what that meant. Did you have She-Ra? <laughs> no. Racist and sexist this year. Yeah. Racist and sexist this year. Jeez, Josh. Uh, I'm like a rap. Yes. Yeah, there's layers there. But. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Done. It's all that so side of the table. I interpreted that as. Behave as I will, essentially. As long as I'm in the pew, I'm going to sit and be quiet. So I sat, and I was relatively quiet while my He-Mans fought, and the Hot Wheels were, the motors were going, and I got a pop to the back of the head. And uh, I thought, gee, uh, I was doing what I was told. what I do? <laughs> I was, uh, once I got my senses back... <laughs> okay, so we're talking misinterpretation. Are we talking? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. And I, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your finish your story because I because I got one for you too. That's really cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I I think that I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I get to pop the back of the head, get my senses back, and now I'm like, okay, Grandma's idea of sit and be quiet is something different. So I get up into the pew, but. I was a kid, so I'm like, ah, well, I'm still relatively quiet, I guess. Maybe I didn't use the word relatively because I didn't know it back then. <laughs> but uh, the Hot Wheels going again, and the motors are going, and you know, He Man's slashing his sword, so that makes noise too, you know, shing, you know, and uh, I like okay, <laughs> shing. Oh, I can hear it. Yeah. Do you not swing clashing. swords around when you have free time? Yeah, but it didn't go shing. What's wrong with your sword? It went Take clop. it back. It went clop. Oh, uh, take your sword back. You gotta, yeah, or swoosh. Stop buying uh, wooden swords, I guess. That's or true. it went. Oh, he's got lightsabers. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was I was scared that he was but, just but, trying to be a lost boy. Shing. That's that's. I mean, that sounds like like something know, like, like Bethlehem steel. He's sounds, interpreting me. Sounds sharp. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. He's interpreting you in his own image. Yeah. So so this time. It, it wasn't a pop to the head, but it was a pat on the leg. And I, I took that you as a warning. You felt, I, oh, it was supposed to be love? It's a warning uh, shot. No, I took that as warning because it was a... Oh. Uh, uh, and in the past, if, if Grandma had had that couple taps on my on my knee, I knew that meant I'm doing something wrong and I need to pay attention. And she goes... Ooh. And for you, those of you who are listening on audio, I pointed down, which is, I guess, put it that down. version of ASL. Yeah. yeah. And, and zip the lips. <laughs> and zip the lips. And uh, I, then I understood what it meant to sit and be quiet. 
And from that point on, every Sunday, I would sit and be quiet the way Grandma wanted me to. Ah. Wow. I learned how to understand what Grandma was telling me, at least in that instance. Still yeah, the does, hard way. He still does. I can't talk. Jeez. You learned I, the, he learned the hard way. He got way. a stroke. Um, <laughs> at least your lips aren't blue. <laughs> That's true. Okay, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of literalism and, like, like when you go before a judge, sometimes they they go for the intent of the law versus yeah. literally what it says. Okay, so I'm at the end of my driveway. I'm a little kid. <laughs> I'm probably about seven or eight years old. I'm sorry. I'm already laughing because oh, I'm yeah. like, man, if he's already talking about law, this is going to be great. Okay. <laughs> so my dad, my dad was standing at the end of the driveway, and about two blocks down, I lived at 12th and Byron. Oh, I know this story. This okay. is a good one. You guys, about, will, you guys will love it. About two blocks down is my best friend, Scotty. And Scotty wanted to play football. And he called me on a thing called a telephone that has a rotary dial. Y'all don't know what those are. <laughs> but anyway, well, so. We do. We do but did, you have to, the did you have to pull the string really tight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, um, so, so I said, Daddy, 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 can I go down and play football with Scotty? And he goes, yes, you can. But you see that street light right there? I went, yeah. He goes, when that street light turns on, you be home. I said, that street light right there. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that one. I said, the one right there at 12th and Byland. He goes, yes, when that street light turns on, you be home. Okay, Dad. So I went down there, and I played with Scotty. And it got dark. All the other street lights turned on, but that one didn't. What my dad did is he came down, and he says, I thought I told you to be home when the street lights turned on. I go, no, Dad, that's not what you said. I looked down the way, and I could say, Dad, that street light still's not on yet. And you told me to be home when that streetlight turns on. You got mad at me because you made it clear that when that streetlight turns on, I'm supposed to come home. Well, my dad didn't know. It was a Stucky brother who shot it out with a BB gun earlier that day. And I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so there is the law, which I was following the law, and my dad wanted me to follow the intent of the law. Nice. <laughs> so there's another one. There's another one that I didn't understand. As a very young child, you're five, a slow learner like me. Yeah, five. Well, okay. five years old, you have a certain vocabulary, and words do not have more than one meaning, or at least you haven't learned all the other meanings a word could possibly have. Like sit and be quiet. Yeah, the year is 1966, and what was happening in Southeast Asia at that time? Vietnam War. Okay, so that was the big news thing. And I could, uh, and my mom's friend, we went to on a vacation together to Wildwood, New Jersey, and I got sick, and my mom's friend volunteered to watch me while I was sick, and they went off to dinner. Well, while this lady's watching me, she turns on the news, the world news tonight, okay? And it probably had Walter Cronkite and all that other good stuff on there. And so I'm watching these scenes of these soldiers shooting into a jungle where I can't see the bad guys. And they're going, brow, brow, like that. and all of a sudden I see this napalm go, and, this, and the announcer saying, and the gorillas did this, and the gorillas did that, and the gorilla warfare, and the gorilla that, and the gorillas came in and attacked, and the gorillas did that. And so now we're driving home from this vacation. Mom, mom, are, are, where are gorillas? Where do they live? Oh, they live overseas, honey. Oh, okay. Well, mom. Can, can, can gorillas swim? And she was trying to give me honest answers, and she was just, but with her answers were causing me that much more concern. 
Okay. And she goes, well, honey, I suppose they could. Uh-oh. <laughs> I go, Mom, do you think they could swim across the ocean? Well, honey, they've got gorillas in the Indianapolis Zoo. No. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Mom, has any animals ever escaped from the zoo? Well, honey, I suppose they have. Now the gorillas are on my street. Okay? And I kept asking questions and asking questions. I mean, I kept bugging her for a week. I literally, when we got home, I took canned goods out. Now, I used to watch an old show called Combat. It was all about World War II things. And it was kind of like Band of Brothers yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And so I knew what to do. I was stealing canned goods, and I was going back in the woods behind our house, and I was burying them. They were my little cache of food. Okay? And I, and I was getting ready to do my thing. So when the gorillas came, I'm going to be ready. Okay, that's not, no, not a problem. And so one evening, my mom was watching the news, and it all dawned on her that her best friend loves the news and that she was watching me that night about two weeks ago. And she said, she said, come in here and look at this. And she goes, is that the gorillas you were talking about? Yeah, Mom. They're gone. Are they out of my street yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, a misinterpretation of the facts at hand. They probably was doing the backstroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they swam all the way across the ocean. And so she, she explained to me that, hey, there's a different meaning to that, and you're not going to be harmed. It's okay. That's great. That is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Ooh, do you have one? You want me to go ahead and go? No hablo inglés. That's fair. <laughs> He's misinterpreting us all the time. That's, yeah. He has convenient English. <laughs> it's the best kind of English. So, so I guess, I guess you know, the way the news is spun and the way what we're talking about, getting back to the, to the subject at hand, yeah, I can see where we would misinterpret something or we see something or the news shows us something and it may not be exactly the whole story. Yeah. Or taken out of context. It's a good spin. You, Alan, uh, you got a misinterpreted story? I'll yeah. go. I'll go. And it's more of it's a language type story as well. It's actually the reason why I am the way I am about language, I guess. <laughs> um, when I was a uh, young boy, of course, I was with my grandma a lot. and She was I, a wonderful woman, by the way. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. She still would have hit you with a spoon. She um, made me pancakes, man. I loved her. She did. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. yeah she used to, like I said, she never forgot that. Like, she would... Even at 80-something years old, she'd go, I remember making you guys biscuits and gravy, and they'd, they'd come right over for breakfast. Um, I would, too. Because, you know, we had at home, bologna. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I'm just telling the truth. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> ah, bologna. <laughs> so she was raised on a farm in Kentucky. She had a third-grade education. Um, and I'm just using that to preface this because she would walk down every Saturday. We had the, kind of a flea market situation at, uh, down in Twin Air. And she would walk down and get all of her vegetables and everything. And then that afternoon, I'd help her can them, right? And that's just, you know, mm-hmm. prepare dinner and everything else. And there was a Little Caesars back when Little Caesars was, you know, not a pop-up shop, essentially. <laughs> and she said, you know, we're going to get a pizza today. And she really couldn't, you know, she didn't have a lot of extra money or anything. Sure. That day, it was, it was, she was done. She, we'd walk down there. We had shopped. We got everything together. She was like, you know, I'm not going to make dinner, which was very rare for her. She walks in. I asked what she'd like on it. She looks up, and honestly, I don't remember the whole order, but I remember her saying, I want mangoes on it. And the guy looked at her like she, like, like something was her. space. Right? And she's like, mangoes. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am? She's like, mangoes. And he goes, man, we don't have mangoes. She goes, they're right there in the pictures. 
<laughs> Every picture has mangoes on it. And she was calling green pepper mango. It, yeah, it's a common southern thing. It's a common oh, southern thing. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and the guy was just, he was completely befuddled. I'm sitting there like, yeah, they're mangoes, right? Because like That's I'm a little my, kid. my grandma called him that too. Right. Yeah. And so I'm a little kid. I'm sitting there and I'm going, why doesn't this guy understand my grandma? And then when I realized, he goes, oh, you mean green pepper? And there was a certain, I don't know, because you grow up and, and everyone who's big is right. You're told yeah. they're big. Yeah. You're small. They're, they're right. You're yeah. wrong. Right? Yeah. 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 Some uh, good old trench bull stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is going to get where I was going. You, oh, I'm sorry. Little, little Matilda over there. <laughs> so you grow up thinking this. And then for the first time in my childhood, I got to see someone who was part of my education, who was part of my life, who was teaching me not only life lessons, but different things actually be corrected. And then I started going, wait a second, wait, what else is wrong? There's a fallacy? What? I, oh my goodness. But now, wrong. but now it was analyze everything they say and everything they do. And so I started going, okay, well, what else, what other little idiosyncrasies here uh, might affect me being right or wrong? Well, you were using words like idiosyncrasies at that age? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You were well beyond me, sir. Yeah. But then I noticed words like <laughs> wash instead grade. of wash. Yeah. Caramel instead of caramel. Things like that. And so, unfortunately, it's <laughs> that obsession has turned me into this. Or wrestling. You guys are welcome. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of wrestling. I wrestling. guess there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling in my family. Yeah. There was a whole lot of washing, though. There was a whole lot of washing dishes. You're washing the winders? Yeah, there, was all, there weren't any winders. Yeah. You didn't have any winders? We didn't have winders. Oh, oh. We didn't have washing. We had a lot of washing. I'll never forget when my dad and I and my daughter and her best friend goes, went down to Florida to go see my son, who's in the Air Force at the time. And so we went to this kind of fancy, little book finger up, uh, Mexican restaurant. And dad went to put in his order, and there's this fancy waiter standing right there. You know, it's, not, it's more upscale. It's not like going to Chi Chi's or something like that. It's going to really something nice, yeah. <laughs> That's Taco Bell. Taco smell. Sorry, another Taco demolition yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco Bell. No. Taco. It's the fanciest Bell. restaurant in town. Yeah. So um, he looks at the menu. He ordered cheesy gorditas? No, he didn't. Okay. He ordered Aquila Diller. Aquila Diller. Aquila Diller. Nice. And without hesitating, the waiter said, Do you want jalapenos with that? Nice. <laughs> nice. And we're losing it. We're rolling around laughing. And Dad's like, what? And I go, Dad, it's a quesadilla. <laughs> he goes, what? Aquila Diller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my, my friend uh, Nicholas and I, or my cousin, actually. Myself. He, he can be your friend as well. He, yeah. yeah he's, well, we were friends and cousins. We were both. Uh, he spent a lot of time with me growing up. So, um, so he had to be your friend? Is that what you're I telling me? Or he yeah. just had to be your cousin? We need, we need clarification here so that nothing's misinterpreted. I think you'll have to ask him for the correction on that. Uh, but but we were both for, for a good time. I was, I was a little bit of a mentor to him because I'm quite a few years older. But we used to go uh, late at night for, for fun to Taco Bell. And uh, we would order quasadillas. Quasadillas? Yeah. <laughs> and they would, they would always say, what? I said, don't you mean K? They said, no, no. What? I said, K. Sadia. That's what we want. <laughs> and then they would go, oh, okay. And they would understand then. So another misinterpretation. Gotcha. It goes along with your story. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, Louie, I know you've got a mis misinterpretation. Are we you, going to politics now? Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. we got a few minutes before that. But we've I got a countdown. Uh, 12, 12 minutes to politics. Now, I don't know if you all know that, that Louie's got, he's a man of many talents. One of his talents is getting kicked out of places. 
<laughs> oh, this I gotta see. So where are you gonna be next? <laughs> or not? I've been. I've just been kicked out of Facebook. <laughs> oh well, that's Facebook. But I, I want to see. I want to see you get ejected from someplace. Where are you gonna go? Want me to bring up the hospital? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Just just don't say the name of the hospital. And yes, we can we can totally tell that story. It's a good one. At this point, we can laugh about it now. I don't think I should talk about that. We've lost our producer. She's all rolling back there. <laughs> you want me to tell it a little bit? Like, uh, it was my fault. I should have never said that Fauci should have been arrested. But Fauci should be arrested. And um, when I said it, that's what drove me to get thrown out. And um, three o'clock in the morning, or something like that, when it was about zero below, mm. had no right. Had to walk home. <laughs> that was right around the first show. <laughs> oh my I remember that. <laughs> we were saying we were saying prayers for you on this on this show regularly, and it was hoping for the the first for yep. your first episode to be introduced onto this show because we're like, hey, we, he's got to hopefully it was like God have Louis pull through, and we're, it was getting it was actually getting like that dream was getting further and further away from reality because you you called me up and said, well, I was thrown out of the hospital. I said, you did what now? And yeah, like I said, a man of many talents. <laughs> How do you get thrown out of a hospital? Tell us. Well, they roll you out, I imagine, in a, in a wheelchair because they have to. <laughs> You're leaving. You're leaving now, sir. They were, now, they, sir. They were ready to, uh, to 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 take their their boots to him. Uh, I, I see. Was because I didn't want to wear a mask. Oh, I see. And um, I got thrown out. They sent security, and I cursed that security and called his mother and this and that. And he just sat there and said, oh, oh that was nice. <laughs> and I just walk out. They tell me don't come back. Yeah. Um, well, you ended up being okay? I guess yeah. so. I'm still You're still alive. here? <laughs> Not, <And> in <laughs> Not in jail. Not in jail. You made it out okay? Yeah. And and Eight, three uh, hots and a cot. You can't, can't get better than that. Yeah, it's really cheap there now compared to living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They give you something to wear, too. Use their electricity. Yeah. <laughs> Free speech. They don't let you say what you want. Yeah, you do lose your freedoms when you go to the hospital. That's for sure. There's, there's, uh, Which is crazy. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. They're a business. Yeah. <laughs> They're a business no matter what they think they are. But here, here recently, I was going to go to uh, to the, the med check place by myself, and uh, I, I walked as soon as I walked up to the med check because I've been dealing with this hurt foot of mine and for a while now, and I thought, well, you know, we'll see if I can go see a doctor about it, and I, I didn't want to go to my regular doctor because white privilege <laughs> gets away with everything. <laughs> yeah, get away. Get away. Kick him out. I decided. I no. I decided not even to walk into the building because I knew I was going to get thrown out because I would. I was. I was going to pull your tactics, Louis. <laughs> Maybe not as many of the words, but uh, I, I I saw the sign and I read I read the sign on the outside. It, they said that, that there was masks required. And they let them in. They didn't throw them out, but it would have been me. No. And so for for those who who know me, uh, uh, they know that I've got severe claustrophobia, and so masks are a real problem for me. Uh, above and beyond, I mean, just my freedoms in particular are being violated there, but. Um, to not have that choice, but beyond that, I am severely claustrophobic, and it, it is a big problem for me. And I didn't, I knew that I was not going to be able to sit there with something on my face, as I would feel like I'm about to die because I, I, 
I cannot breathe with anything on my face. I should have used that. And uh, I'm having trouble breathing right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just thinking about it. Yeah. And so uh, I decided ultimately not to go. And uh, I just I said, Lord, you know, um, I think I'm just gonna have to keep praying on this, and I'll see a doctor uh, in uh, in a different time. I said, I know you got a I know you got a timeline for me, and maybe you wanted me to go in there, but I'm just too stubborn. Or something I don't know, but I just I just can't bring myself to do it, and we'll see how it comes out. But when I read that sign. I said I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn away and, and and walk away. But if if I had gone in, I, I would have likely have uh, at least started to catch up with you there, Louis, and getting kicked out. I'd been I'd been real good at it, get, getting kicked out. I was like this. They let you in without a mask. <laughs> no, I never even went in the door. I, I would have known real quick that they didn't want me there. <laughs> So I, I think this is a safe point to go ahead and uh, move into the, the politics portion. I think so, because we typically run over anyway, so. Yeah, and this is. Yeah. I guess the actors have a minute to talk about politics. Yeah. So bring up the article. And, it, and after all, this is episode 20, so we've got to remember that, you know, for, if you're still watching and hanging in there with us. <laughs> no, you're definitely watching. <laughs> <laughs> or yes. listening. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're hearing my voice, right? And you're hearing Alan's voice, and. Uh, hopefully you heard Al, uh, Louis's voice and, and we haven't voice. kicked him out. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't kicked, kicked Louis out. Not yet. <laughs> He's working on it real good. Um, so yeah, if you're still listening, make sure you comment, 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 and share, share, share. We want to we want to hear from you, and we want to see uh, our show on your page and know that know that you're uh, showing us a little bit of love. Um, so our first story this week is coming from the New York Post. Neopo. Yeah, Neopo. Well, we're done right there. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but this week um, uh, in Keele, Wisconsin, the school district charges kids for using wrong pronouns. Um, For those of you who don't know what pronouns are, they're descriptive words. It says if someone is he, she, uh, uh, him, Mm -hmm. hers, you know, all those good things. And uh, but now they have all these other um, non-gender. Just call them. Made up genders, because they are they're made up. Because as uh, as uh, Professor Rodriguez has brought to our attention, there are only two genders. Uh, what? Yeah. Two, two. That's it. Two. Changed my mind. Um, <laughs> so that's the only thing you changed, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a Wisconsin school district has filled sexual harassment filed sexual harassment charges uh, and complaints against uh, three middle schoolers. Imagine that. Wow. You know, they're like, what, 11, 12 years old there? Those mm-hmm. little jerks. Um, Mostly eighth graders, no? Yeah. And we wonder why homeschooling is kept picking up. And they, they did this for calling a classmate by a wrong pronoun. Uh, the, the school district in Kiel, a city of 3,600 residents, has charged the three eighth graders at the Kiel Middle School with sexual harassment after an accident in April in which students refused to use they... So there were multiple people that they were talking to or referring mm-hmm. to? I don't know. Um, how does that work? <laughs> to refer to a classmate, talk about misinterpretations, yeah, um, who had switched pronouns a month before the alleged incident, according to reports. Alan's got something to say. Well, I have a lot to say, but I, I want to just, first, I want to just say I'm thankful that the New York Post made sure to point out that that child Changed their pronoun a month prior. Yeah, I think that's pretty big of them. They didn't. They didn't try to, you know, softball that over the fence, you know, and just say, "Oh, here's what they did." You know, they they said, "Hey, look, this was 
this is kind of ridiculous. They pointed out that time frame, but I think New York Post, I think the New York Post kind of just plays both sides to they, they get do. the clicks. They do. But they, uh, did you see this with the Flash star, the Ezra from the Flash or whatever? Oh, yes, yes. When he uh, got arrested, he was, I'm going to say he, I don't I care. Would, I was actually I was gonna pull that story for this week as well, but but uh, I think I think it was um, Breitbart that had that story. It's an intentional hate crime, Josh. Yeah, it's an intentional hate crime to say he or sir instead of they if they tell you that it's they. And we're talking kids here, and we're talking less than one percent of the population. Wow. So thirty six hundred, you're talking thirty six or less people, not necessarily children. People that this affects. And you're gonna bring up char- what, what? I'm sorry. What was it again against the the children that they were actually going to do? I just want to make sure I'm accurate here. So is this a person that's not identified? They were going to put them for hate. Well, yeah, they they, yeah. they want they they, want they, they are them. Yeah, they are them. That's what they were called. Like, so um, so like they're basically you know neither. They they don't want to be considered either one. They do not yeah. want to be put so in I a box. I can't say he threw a ball. No, I have they, to say they, they threw. They a ball. threw a ball. Yeah. Okay, they is plural. Give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about misinterpreting a sentence. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> what was about yeah. that? What, what was about those Y chromosomes and X chromosomes you were talking about earlier? Yeah, you got them. <laughs> <laughs> you got them. You got one or the other. <laughs> He's like, no, they Either have not. an XX or you have an XY. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Laura's sitting over there in the, uh, my wife is sitting over there in the producer's chair. I would say she has XX. Yep. Everybody at this table. I would presume. And isn't it interesting that the, that the yes, you would presume, wouldn't you? Yeah. Isn't it interesting that the human creature didn't offend anybody? Am I not going to throw out? Am I? No, we just kicked Louie out. That the human creature who has the XY chromosome determines the gender of the baby. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, due to your white privilege, we kicked we kicked Louie out based on your words. <laughs> Get out! No. <laughs> We love Louie here. What you got, Louie? What you got for us? No, I don't want to bring it oh, up. Oh, Louie's got something. No, Come I on, Louie. It's a family show. No? It, yeah, it's a family <laughs> show. Um, so. Um, yeah, what were they doing? I'm sorry. What were they going to do to them again? One more time. Was it a fine? Was that what it was? Uh, I'm, I'm still they were going to commit them as a hate crime and find them and then suspend them for uh, quite a while, right? This was, was suspensions for sure. But uh, What a gift to be suspended from a school like that. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's the best you got, I don't want to be that's, here anyway. That's a gift. They called the parents and um, got on the parents for it. Oh, man, I'd love to have been a parent a part of the, who was a part oh, of that. Oh, me too. Be careful about those me too statements. Me too, me too. But these are young kids, eight years old. I mean, in the eighth grade, what do they know? You know. I mean, they're, what, 14 at that age, roughly? Yeah. Why, are you, why are you holding them accountable to that stuff? They were looking at suspensions. They were looking at suspensions. So not 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 full expulsion, but they were looking at suspensions here. So I can come and grab um, you in the hall and grab the collar and punch you out and kick you and leave you bleeding, laying on the floor, and I might get suspended. You get a day, uh, maybe. Well, uh, in modern modern times, maybe you get about you get three or five. Yeah, you know, I, I talked about this uh, earlier today. This this uh, very thing. I think it's a it's also a misconnect between generations too, because well, um, I would be what they consider an elder millennial. So what I, they I, consider to be an elder. Yeah, because I, I, I consider myself more of a Gen Xer cause the, because okay. of where I land uh, age-wise, but I relate more to the gen, Generation X, but uh, uh, but I get I get lumped in with millennials, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm on that <laughs> edge, too. But I remember being in elementary school, and, and Alan, you probably remember this. We, we used to, 
used to tease each other. We'd say, say, oh, uh, all the other guys on the team were kickball or whatever. You kick like a girl, you know? We would have been suspended nowadays for that. Well, could you imagine the things like, I don't know, as a teenager, you'd be like, you know, I, I'm not even going to say the words on the show for fear of something happening here, but, yeah. you know, the, the G word, oh, man, stop yeah. being, you know, yeah. or the or the three-letter F word. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, stop being a, you know. Yeah. A British cigarette? Yes. We used to say that all the time. <laughs> like, it wasn't a big deal, you know what I'm saying? A like, bundle of sticks? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly, and 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 this is a misconnect between, uh, and I'm go back to the the whole TikTok generation statement from before. I know that makes Alan wince, but it makes me sound old or whatever. But um, it's your program, sir. <laughs> Be as old as you want on your program. He's on board now. I'm not on board. I'm just pointing out that program sounds like an old person's word, and if you're going to say TikTok generation, you might as well be <laughs> be doing it on a program. Yeah, well. Thank you for saying it and calling it the, re- the correct thing. Oh, so, <laughs> we call it a short now. It's a short. Those are the, the, the ones that last, last less than two minutes. Yeah. yeah. I just called a show. I'm, I'm wearing shorts. I got out of the leg prisons uh, earlier this, uh, this uh, spring. Leg prisons are also known as pants, just in case you're misinterpreting over there, Alan. No, I, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> it took me a second, but I, I gathered it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want that to be another misconnect or misinterpretation here. We're doing that a lot. This week, you having, you having okay? I'm, I'm having you a lot of problems over with there? my iPad. So as confused. soon as you called yourself old, you started having a hard time with your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so confused. This confuses me. Technology. There's so many budgets. I, I only work with technology for my day job. I hate it when my smartphone's smarter than I am. <laughs> it makes you feel like uh, it's it's yeah, certainly smarter than you, but then it makes you feel like you know what it said. Really you know what my smartphone said to me when I was frustrated by t- and it says, "Look, I'm just doing what you're telling me to do." <laughs> So tell me, what what is a man? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not a biologist, Louie. <laughs> I can't define it for you. But you're a professor. You can... You can. Well, watch my show way back. Yeah. You'll know what it is. Or when you, oh, yeah. When you're on episode 12 of Laughing yeah. Libertarian, where people should go like and share. And we're doing that a lot this episode. Please, please, what don't, ha- what please happened, don't bring your kids. What would happen <laughs> if you've seen a grown gay guy and you call him sir? Well, that that I, I would, I would presume, if he's just if, if the gentleman is just gay or homosexual, that that he he would still want to be pre- referred to as he. Oh, ma'am. Unless he dresses as a woman, uh, from what I heard, a man that was uh, uh, going to a video game store. I'm so happy you're bringing this ago. up because <laughs> I had a moment with this today. I'm so happy you're bringing this and up. It is, ma'am, is what he told the the gentleman ma'am. behind the counter. Um, <laughs> I think Alan could probably explain it a little better than well, I Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, literally that was, you know, this person looked like macho ma'am ready Randy Savage, really. <laughs> um, but earlier I had some plumbers over at the house, and they saw my dog, and one of them said, oh, um, he's right there at the door. And I was like, I just said, you know, that's, uh, she's, you know, she's not going to bother you. But I didn't say, like, she, you know what I'm saying? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, uh, she. And I go, oh, man, she's a dog. It's not like a. You better call her ma'am. And the guys <laughs> died laughing. They didn't give me a discount. But uh, I, think if, I think if my address goes into queue, they'll come out next time. You think they could sue you if yeah. you pronounce? I mean, that's what they're trying to pre- and push for is, uh, you know, words are violence, Louis. Don't you know this? You words should. are violence. So is silence. It's so like I don't, know, I don't know how this works anymore. Stones I don't know will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Oh, they can hurt your pain. <laughs> you should have called, called into the office and complained. Yeah, that guy called my female Mis- dog a he. Misgendered my dog. Yeah. 
I'm going to need 50% off. <laughs> you handed me a bill and didn't even call it a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was add 10%. <laughs> yeah, right. He was looking for a tip. Yeah. yeah. The tip should have been not to misgender your dog. It's fair. It's fair. Was your dog like wounded? Had to go to psychologist, doggy psychologist, or something? Um, she, you know, she was acting kind of strange. I mean, sorry they they were acting very strange <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they the dog was acting very yeah. strange. You don't want to get suspended, do you? Yeah. So so if you had two dogs, would I know the difference? You wouldn't, except for I would try to get one dog that identified as one gender, so you could know which one was they. <laughs> so or at least one would hope so. One would hope so. <laughs> For their, so now we're for talking, their own sake. Now we're, now we're talking in the subjunctive. I get it. Yeah. yeah that's how you, you skirt around that. <laughs> so I used a female pun there. Skirt around it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, to move into our next <laughs> story, because I think we're having a little bit too much fun with the, the um. puns here. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Coming from Breitbart. Um, I'm so confused. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Gen and, Z, please explain and, it to us. And they, more than the rest of us, <laughs> are confused. So coming from Breitbart this week, we had uh, Senate advances bill to give Ukraine $40 billion in aid during the 40-year high inflation we're experiencing currently. Uh, the Senate voted on Monday to advance legislation that would provide $40 billion in aid to Ukraine while Americans continue to suffer from food shortages and uh, reel from inflation. Um, the legislation would provide over $20 billion in military supplies and roughly $20 billion in humanitarian, economic, and other aid to Ukraine. While Senate Republicans and Democrats overwhelmingly voted to advance the legislation, many populist-leaning Republicans, such as Senators Josh Hawley, one of my heroes, I'm just going to say it, and Rand Paul, another hero, uh, have opposed the legislation. Uh, Senators Paul and Hawley uh, uh, and even Mike uh, Crapo, I want to say. Bill Haggerty, there's a few other names here. Mike Braun, or, or Indiana representative. Um, they um, were all, all voted against this bill. Um, there were so a few Democrats' names here, and, and including uh, uh, Senator, uh, Majority Leader, Democrat uh, Chuck Schumer, who voted for the bill. And um, they're trying to see that it, it does get spent this way. Um, and move it forward. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have our, a question. Our tax dollars. Yeah, we're sending $40 billion in aid to Ukraine while the babies here can't get formula. I have a question. You mean clumps of cells? Well, they're born. But that doesn't matter in some places. Uh, California. <laughs> I have a question. How many help wanted signs did you pass today? How many help one si- and wanted signs? I-, I can't say I noticed. I saw saw them everywhere. I mean, there's little bandit signs on the side of the road. FedEx mm-hmm. wants to hire me. You know, Amazon wants to hire me. There's big banners on the sides of these industrial buildings going up uh, Midhofer. They want to hire now. Hiring these huge banners. Excuse me. If you're starving, you're starving because you want to starve. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry because there is all kinds of opportunity now, more than there's ever been. With the exception of possibly if you're handicapped and you can't move around your wheelchair, whatever. But even so, there's jobs there as well. I've seen plenty of 
handicapable people. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, let's um, leave that off to the side. But I mean, if you're yeah. if you're ready, if your body, you're physically able to go to work, go to work. Yeah. Go go to work so you can afford that grocery bill. So right. At least try. Right. And if you want to talk about inflation, what's causing the inflation? Giving money away. Just making money. Yeah. Giving it away. Making it. Giving it away. Yeah. yeah. I know how to fix it. We'll print more. Yeah, makes sense completely. When you have more of something, is it worth more or less than when you have less of something? Exactly. I don't know. Let's ask people who are looking at diesel right now where it's the scarcest it's ever been. Okay. There's less diesel which means it's more expensive. Let's apply that same rule to money. When there's less money, it's more valuable. <laughs> but the reason that, exactly. but the reason the gas is up is because Biden is making it that way so we could buy those electric cars. That's why he's raising the gas prices so we can't afford it. Also, we put a lot of money into that Ukraine war. I mean, billions of money. But what about 40 billion these, more. Yeah. And what are all these other countries? Why are they not helping? Why are they not putting money in? Why do we have to put everything in there? Anybody ever see Charlie Wilson's war? I have not. That is a very interesting. I was exposition. too young for something, Alan. I'm, I'm not, proud of you. Not to open up a can of worms, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be the first one to say that. That must be back but, before but the were sealed per- Yeah. <laughs> I heard another perspective. What if it's Putin who's coming in to clean up a corrupt nation? It's a possibility, yes. But he, he's attacking Ukraine because it was already corrupt. Right. These, these a lot are, of drug selling. And who possibly might be these corrupting are opinions. them? These are opinions, you too. These are opinions, but... Uh, no. <laughs> I'm also, just asking a question. Is YouTube that, gets do touchy. We, do we have yeah, the whole do. story? Do we have the whole story? No. We never do. No. Yeah. But also... Putin didn't want that those labs that the United States were building over there, like China had that problem with the COVID. He didn't want that to happen over there, so they could get all infected. Cause that's that another problem. That's, we can back that up with articles. Yep. Yeah. So where I like, I've likened this to the quote that I posted earlier this week that said, I, "I'm sorry, I'm blanking on who made the, the actual statement." The quote. Quote unknown. There we go. And I love that to say, you know, in life, there's death and taxes. But death doesn't get worse when Congress meets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. But I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm as patriotic as it gets. And I support my country. And I love my country. But I always wonder, is there another side? You know, I'm not saying there is. But I'm just saying, I wonder if there is. Well, another and story. To go along with just... We're going to do a little bit of the Jesse Ventura. I'm just asking questions route, right? Mm-hmm. Just asking questions. While we're asking questions, mm-hmm. um, why are we using money from our pockets, the taxpayer, to send over to a country that is not part of any affiliation with us? Because we always have. We are, we're yeah. all, we, we've been the world um, caretaker. But, but yeah. while police as, and bank, as as the, the the article pointed out, while Americans are suffering, it's it's our money. Um, do we not have a say in how we spend it? But what did they say they were suffering with? Well, Americans saying? are suffering. Yeah, there there there's no food. 
okay, there is food. You just got to go pay for it, and you got to make money to go yeah, pay for it, so go get a job. To, you, have to, you do have to make money to go pay for it. And, uh, now, if unemployment, I mean, if unemployment was um, rampant and there were no jobs, okay, I, I see the point. But that's not the economy we're in right now. Certainly, Most people but, can't afford those high prices of food yeah, and gas and all that. And that's the road I'm talking about. And I've talked about this in the past, about that everything keeps going up, keeps going up. And there are people even working, even working two jobs, mm-hmm. especially like I'm talking about like the single parent who's well, got been there. a couple kids at home, right? And they're trying to make it and everything just keeps going higher and higher and their pay rate's not going up. And they're working two or three jobs and they're trying to hold it down and they're trying to figure out how to come up with child care. And hopefully grandma will take some free child care time at least for half the day, and then someone missed a meal, another meal, then another meal, and uh, people start dying. Mm-hmm. That's that's what these, the Democrats are causing right now. When they when they keep forcing us to try to, you know, make the earth better, putting that in quotations, uh, to to buy these electric cars that no one can obviously afford. Which just, than, and also just shifts the negative impact on the earth to a different continent so we don't see it. Yeah. I mean, there's strip mining in Russia. There's strip mining in Asia. You know, all of those different rare earth metals that are cancerous are just leaching into their air and their water. Um, and also they're being mined by vehicles that run on diesel. So um, that's the thing. You know, everything is made over there and destroyed over there. Therefore, America gets to look nice and clean and pretty. But guess what? As there's a jet stream. It. As we consume it? I mean, yeah, but there's a jet stream, right? So eventually, either we destroy everything over in another country, which we then blame on their their country and their government, or it gets picked up in the jet stream and comes here anyway, luckily landing in California first. Um, <laughs> so we all live on the blue marble. Yes. That's not talking about retired, retired people. They only got a certain amount of money coming in. Are they going to afford those prices and gas? Are they going to go back to eating dog food and cat food mm-hmm. like they yeah. did in the first inflation we had? Yeah, I mean, Probably not because it's more expensive than real food. Well, you can't, at least yeah. at least the younger generation can't afford Tide yeah. Pods at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the world is coming to an end without Tide Pods. <laughs> I think that's just natural selection. I'm just happy they're now priced too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, they gosh. had dirty mouths and they needed to clean them up. So That's fair. <laughs> go to orbits. It's because, you know, when your mom used to put soap in your mouth when you said a bad word, it's a really different issue. Now you might get the, you might get the softener with it too. <laughs> <laughs> and the bleach. <laughs> Ooh, bleach. Yeah, the words didn't get nicer. They just got softer. <laughs> Uh, uh, you and your friends don't. You and your friends don't argue and have static anymore. I think I only, oh had, I only had one instance of soap soap in the mouth uh, for saying a, a dirty word in the house, and uh, uh, but my mom didn't use bar soap. She she uh, gave me a dab of Dawn, and Ooh. that stole my joy. <laughs> I see what you did there. What's your yeah. pride and joy? <laughs> I see what you did there, and I beg for blindness. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the little kid in it's not going to help you with the jokes. Story. Like the little kid in the Christmas deaf. story. It was it was soap poisoning. Greatest Christmas movie of all time, though. By the way, greatest Christmas movie of all time is Christmas Story. What was it? It's not a, a Christmas story. Down. What was it again? A Christmas Story. I I don't know. I've never <laughs> That's heard the of name this. of the movie. I don't know about this Christmas story you speak of. You don't want a Red Rider single action BB gun? No clue, man. I know there's Nightmare Before Christmas. Nothing. Was a compass in the stock? <laughs> 
we're almost six months past this, but we're not oh, past this. We can, it'll we, never end. We need to tie him to a chair and turn, Wait, on, turn it on. Well, now we're talking about the never-ending story. <laughs> you like this that dog song? That never but ends. now, if he was to do that, that'd be child abuse. Definitely. Eating soap. And yeah. yeah. I needed that lesson to be taught, though. I, I said a bad one. <laughs> Ooh. I said a bad one. Believe it or not, I said a bad one. Is it the bomb? But not not quite the that one. Not not quite what Ralphie did, but I was I was close. or Ralphie. Far off. No, but um, I, I, I you say you were a couple letters off. A couple, yeah, a couple letters off. Like like a lot of those people in the the alphabet crew, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that don't know which gender they are, because they're a couple letters off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, guys. Well, and and I and I think that they they also don't understand uh, the uh, they go as far as uh, changing their gender in the middle. Of Conversation too, so you never know what to call them. So you know what I do? I say, "Hey, you, you." <laughs> you. But if there's if there's multiple use, uh, then uh, then we're then, yeah, yeah. use. I like it. I like it. LGBTQ plus you. <laughs> You're a part of that. <laughs> the LGBTQ isn't anything without you. And like then it. there's you. <laughs> Uh, Perfect. I'm sure that they, we, uh, we don't know where to put you in the other letters. Yeah, I'm sure that the, that community knows how to spend money. They, they, they certainly know how to put up nice drapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're thankful. <laughs> it brings the property values up, right? Red light. Right, right, red light. You, you, nobody wants to see all that. I'm lost. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> totally lost. That'll He's, be red lights and red curtains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, uh, that's Persian. Oh, gold, golden curtain rods and, and red curtains. Oh, well, yeah, maybe so. Uh, <laughs> Louis wow. showed me his wrist uh, for a reason. I don't know. I misinterpreted it. Yes, you must have misinterpreted it. <laughs> <laughs> so to go to our last article this week, it's uh, it's coming from Fox News. We we like Fox News, don't we? Um, <sighs> but this this was a sad story this week, and and um, I, I don't want to necessarily. Say let's end on a sad note, but um, I'm sure, sure that we we can all comment on, on this. Uh, so I'm gonna make it inappropriate, whatever it is. May not want to do on this one. All right, fine. Um, so in Buffalo this week, uh, there was a mass shooting, uh, and Biden actually visited somewhere. So that that was that was strange, but it was a top supermarket uh, to to pay memorial and paying respect to the the, the victims, supposedly. In Buffalo, New York, President Biden arrived in, uh, on Tuesday morning to pay his respects to the victims uh, of what investigators were calling a hate-fueled mass shooting in the predominantly black neighborhood that left 10 dead and three wounded over the weekend, uh, then delivered remarks after meeting with the families. The president described each of the victims and condemned the alleged gunman's uh, suspected white supremacist ideology which is actually, if, if you do your research, is nowhere in the man's manifesto, um, calling it uh, a poisoning, uh, a poison running through our body politic. In America, evil will not win, I promise you, end quote. Biden said, uh, quote, hate will not prevail. White supremacy will not have the last word. Evil did not come to Buffalo. It came to too many places. End quote. Um, the uh, 
teen is calling on Americans to come together, build each other up. Um, in the wake of it, uh, there's a teen in, in, in <laughs> uh, calling America's, Americans to come together, build up each other there, there in Buffalo and um, to, to wake up uh, against this, uh, going against this hate-fueled uh, shooting um, just blocks away from his home, which 10 people died uh, and three more were wounded. Uh, President Biden, uh, upon his visit, uh, said uh, that they arrested Peyton Gendron, um, an 18-year-old from from hundreds of miles away, in what FBI Director Christopher Wray is calling a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism. Now, um, if you read <laughs> read any part of that, I know I stumbled through that a lot, and I'm sorry for it. No, you're good. I, but, said, I have one. Go ahead. Um, if you read any part of this this young man's manifesto, he was a racist. That's that's certain. He did not. He, he was he was white, and he did not like black people. And and that, that's sad. And and I hope that someone who's hearing my voice right now understands that no matter what the race is, it's wrong in every facet of the way. Um, so because someone's skin color is different, it's no reason to hate them. You're either a good person or you're a bad person. I'll leave it there. Alan, you've got a point to make. So, I love the fact that they used hate-fueled the whole way through there. Mm-hmm. Because under Biden's administration, hate is the only fuel we can actually afford. Um, <laughs> and plenty of people are showing it. I don't mean racially. I mean just people in general. Yeah. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you create the kind of social issues that have been created lately, and then you, you know, stress people out by putting them in positions where they can't feed their family. You know, hate is the only fuel that we can't afford. And you're seeing it everywhere because of that. So while I wanted to come out and say something cheeky, I I mean it. I mean, it really is what it is. I mean, when you, you can make people who are scared of anything, you can, you can make people afraid and then you can make those afraid people do something that you want them to do. Yeah. Controlled by fear. Correct. Right. And that's what we see. And this is coming from a man that hanged out with the KKK. No, I don't. No, I'm talking about <laughs> biting. <laughs> talking about biting. I don't put that um, many letters together in any format. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in New York, yeah. they should allow people to carry guns. It's against the law down there. I know because I lived in New York, and I know how New York is. And I always lived in fear because the gangs... I was part of the gangs, mm-hmm. and we had guns like crazy. Now the people didn't have guns, yeah. but we rob. did. Yeah, easy to rob if they can't defend themselves. Yeah, and um, they should let people within New York carry guns and defend themselves because yeah. look at what's happening. The bad guys got all the guns. People say that they got the strictest law in New York, but who cares? They're actually they're actually third if we're going to be, yeah, one hundred percent accurate. They're third. They're third uh, strictest gun laws in, in the nation. And people over there don't care. Let's the gangs it. don't care. They they carry guns all the time. Criminals are still going to carry guns regardless yes. if the citizens can have them or not. You know, it's kind of I think it's kind of interesting that when you go to some place like Texas and go to a convenience store, and you pull a gun out on the convenience store clerk and say, <laughs> "Give me your give me your cash." 
all behind you here. Click, 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 It's not a robbery. It's an invitation. <laughs> and you turn around and you see like 30 guns pointing at your face. Or if you're in Louisiana in particular, if a man is on your porch uh, and you don't want him to be, you can shoot him in the face. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And it's perfectly legal. Yikes. They used to take, they used to take, we used to have a lot of guns. The cops will come, find them, take them. Next day, we get about a bunch back again. So it's never ending. We're always going to have guns in New York. And the cops know it. They know it. You tell them, oh, no, we don't got guns. They say, get out of here with that. We know everybody around here got guns. So, so why they don't make it legal? So my whole thing that I have, the whole problem I've had, you know, I've read this article and I've read things around this article. I think the one thing that really strikes me is that Biden made this trip, right? And he makes this trip. But he doesn't go to Waukesha. Yes. When right. everybody gets run over. He doesn't go talk about the subway shooter. Mm-hmm. Right. When we know yeah. that was racially motivated. Um, when there's dead proof. I mean, there's proof that the subway shooter. It's uh, in his manifesto. I'm not going to say his name because. It's not worth our time. Not worth the time. I don't want to give him any kind of good press or anything like that. No notoriety. Um, but, you know, when you have those events happen and you know it's racially motivated, but because. It doesn't fit the narrative that makes him look good or doesn't fit any kind of specific narrative, I should say. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up at all. But he shows up to this to say a few words to paint himself in this certain picture because because the Democratic Party believes that they have to automatically get the black vote. And because they can't actually prove what they're doing to help black people, they show up at events like this and go, look, I was here. I was here. I was present. I had your back. Well, yeah, but... Look at all the negative things. Look how you negatively impacted these people. You negatively impacted everyone, right? Yeah. But you're you're sitting here showing up for something that doesn't truly matter. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Believe me, people's lives matter. Yes. Uh, racism, no matter where it's coming from, you need to get rid of it. Those people, they don't belong amongst the rest it's of just us. Just stupid. Exactly. But it's just a simple fact that he's willing to show up for this, but not for anything else. And that, that just it kills me inside knowing that. Yeah, you know the movie I would really suggest that everybody watches called The Best of Enemies. Have you, you seen it? Have the best. You have like a whole list of movies. Yes, You're like you should watch this movie. I've yes. I've got it in this in his phone, but it's uh, it's a true. Why, you fit all those movies in there? Yeah, I do. It's <laughs> yeah. the true story of a lady who was fighting for civil rights in the South, who became best friends with a KKK leader, and they actually clashed, and they learned a lot from each other. And, of course, the end of the story is they lived happily ever after, but they be, remain friends till today. So it's, it's like, I think it's because we don't understand. We don't understand. We see something that looks a little bit different, a little different than the way we do it. Maybe a misinterpretation. Yeah. yeah. Here we back to misinterpretation. We just don't understand what's going on. But one of the things that I'm always fascinated by is I guess I'm kind of a re- reverse discrimination person because if i hear an accent oh where are you from oh tell me about your country tell me about this tell me about that you know it's oh yeah you, your skin's different like tell me about that you know the, what's what's going on here why do you do that what's kwanzaa you know and i'm like i'm like curious i want to soak all in all these cultures and these different things that are going on and you know i've been to costa rica i plan to go to sierra leone you know it's like it's I I'm fascinated by the differences and it, and to yeah. me it turns the world from two dimensional into three dimensional, and you begin to see some other things. My best friend, he's with the Lord now, 
um, Robert Stevenson. He used to be the backup singer for Marvin Gaye. And he taught me so much, so much about what's going on. And I helped a gospel singing group. And it was interesting to see the reverse discrimination going on. So when you hear gospel singing group, you think all African-Americans. Well, his singing group, he did it on purpose because he did a song called What Would Heaven Look Like? I suggest you all look it up on YouTube. What Would Heaven Look Like by In Unity? Or it's also known as, uh, it was originally known as Zion's Joy. But anyway, when we would go to these, these concerts and these programs, people would expect to see all African-Americans coming on the stage. And here we are, uh, brown-eyed, blonde lady, Caucasian lady. We have a Hispanic lady coming up there. We have African-American people coming up there. We have guys. We have old and young up there. And we're a multicultural, multi-generational group. Mix. Yeah, we're a multicultural, multi-generational group trying to bring unity by singing praise. And what would happen is, is these people would take their arms and they fold their arms like, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? And then before it was over, they're like videoing, you know, they're going like this. And they're videoing the, the thing and they're clapping and they're, they're dancing in the seats and stuff. And it's like, it was really cool to watch. But starting out, sometimes you had a little reverse discrimination going on there. You mean cultural appropriation is what they watched? I'm sure what you mean by that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like yeah. th- there's a whole idea of when people who don't look the way they they assume they should they stereotype, and then when the stereotype doesn't fit, then the people yeah. who are doing it, performing it, or whatever, they're culturally appropriating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of just in understanding that all of this stuff, human culture, no matter where it comes from, is culture. Right, right, like, right. You know, it's culture. It's culture. not stealing it, enjoying it. Yeah, and I, I appreciate. I, like I want to appreciate. Eat, it. I want. Yes. You know, one of the things I do is like when I go to different countries, I want to taste the food. I don't want to eat Taco Bell when I'm in Mexico. I want to eat the real thing. I don't want to eat the fake thing that the faux stuff, the the funny stuff, you know, what we think is Mexican food. No, no, that's not Mexican food. You know, and it's like what we think is Italian, what we think is Chinese. Chinese is so Americanized. (laughs) (laughs) Who made the fortune cookie? He was the first one who made the fortune cookie. It wasn't the Chinese. It was Americans. It's just you know? like Californians to come up with a, a, a big lie like that. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I want to, I want to taste the culture. I want to, I want to spend time with the people. I don't want to be at the tourist traps. You know, they're fun sometimes, but I don't want to be there. I want to be, and that's what I did when I was in Costa Rica. I actually visited families. You know, went from house to house visiting families, and got to know who they were. And Corsair is just as fascinated by me as I was by them. So, uh oh, time. What's that? Oh, uh, time. So we'll have to go ahead and bring this to a close. We're having a lot of fun with this conversation yes. this week, yep. but and and we were we were deep into it. But I, I think uh, uh, in closing, um, especially when we're talking about racism, because I want to bring this back home. Uh, when I was brought up saying never judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm told judge a book by its cover, but not only judge a book by its cover, but read the the, the liner notes and make sure you, you get inside the cover real quick and, and make sure you understand everything about not only this book, but all the books that came before that book that led up to that, that particular book, um, that entire history before yep. you can even speak to this book. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, well said. and that confuses me because I thought I could just go, Hey, how's it going? My name is Joshua. What's your name? And learn about them. And find out if they're a good person, and I want to spend time with them, like the gentleman at this table, like the pro- oh like gosh, the woman, go on, <laughs> like the woman I married on the on the producer's desk this week, 
Um, it all starts with an introduction. You find out that someone's a good person or a bad person, whether you want to spend time with them or not. That's all there is to it. She makes good pinwheels. She does. Yes. We had some before the show celebrating oh. episode 20. So, uh, Rick, if you want to bring us home with uh, prayer. prayer. All right. Lord Jesus, um, I just thank you for being with us this evening, Father, as we discuss world problems and solve world peace. Um, Father, it's really the core of it is, is about our love for one another, that we love you and we love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Uh, make sure you join us next week. Comment, 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 share, share, share. Uh, to my left, you know him, you love him, Alan McFarland, host of Laughing Libertarian. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Thanks for coming, as always. Uh, across the table, we've got host of Rodriguez Rants, Louis Rodriguez. Don't everybody cheer at once. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And back for his second episode, brought the message this week. Yeah. Mr. Richard Greenfield. Yo, yo. And uh, you want to plug your uh, your website real quick? Gosh, what website? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if I they, have. If they're um, in the Indianapolis area and they want in, in Beach Grove area. They'd, yeah, they'd I'm, 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 I'm originally from Beach Grove. And, and the website, I guess, if you want to look at real estate, is rgreenfield at kw.com. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.